0: are still going to say no, but every no, you're one step closer to a yes, right? So to to make sure that we are taking these objectives and finding a intelligent question to respond with is going to lead you to more yeses rather than you just putting your tail between your legs and accepting no as an
1: answer. Hey friends, I'm Jennifer, and you're listening to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast, a podcast for beauty industry providers and business owners that are wanting to level up their game to create a profitable career. If you're feeling stuck and you want more out of this industry, then join me as I share with you my strategies, lessons I've learned along the way, and how I overcame fear by shifting my mindset to build a healthy business. I built a solid book behind the chair, launched a bridal company, became a salon suite owner to most recently opening up a salon. As creative entrepreneurs, we need an education that empowers us and makes an impact on helping us raise our standards. My mission is to teach you how you can reach your goals quickly, build your books and your business faster, and master the framework for creating a successful and rewarding career. Thank you for joining me. Let's do this. Welcome to your Game Changer podcast. Welcome back to the Beauty Business Game Changer podcast.
0: I'm your host, Jennifer Alvarez. Thank you all so much for being a part of this podcast this year. We hit over 100 episodes and it just feels so amazing that together we were able to accomplish that. So I want to thank you first from the bottom of my heart for tuning in, listening and being a part of this podcast. Today's episode was really inspired by a lesson plan that I created for my staff. And for my staff, we do trainings every single week on Wednesdays. And we either are working on technical skills, working on our mannequins, or working on each other, or we are working on our professional business development. And as a leader, a salon owner, I find that the business development portion, this is the area that I find most stylists, artists, whether you're green or you've been in this industry for a long time, these are the areas that we're not putting enough thought process into nurturing ourselves and growing ourselves. Now, I find that after being in this industry for 20 years now, that this is the area that we must pay the closest attention to. And whether that's listening to podcasts, or reading, or surrounding yourself with successful people, people who have gone and done things that you aspire to be, and they inspire you. And so for me, as their leader, this is really important that we work on the business development, Now, if you're here and you're a salon owner, I hope that you find this inspiring that you can take back to your salon and teach with your staff. If you're a booth renter or a hairstylist behind the chair, maybe you're a lash tech, maybe you are thinking about opening up a salon, maybe you're a salon suite owner. This is all relevant to all of you, to all of us. This is a huge portion of our business when it comes to having a success mindset. So my last lesson plan that I was working with my staff on really came from the inspiration from fear. As we are working on our dialogue and our understanding of techniques and our products, I noticed that some of my staff was very hesitant, hesitant to make recommendations, hesitant to step up and be the professional and take control of the situation. They felt like maybe they didn't know enough. Maybe they weren't qualified. All of these limiting beliefs that even even as an experienced professional like myself, we go through, we all have fears and we all have these beliefs in our mind that really stop us from our full potential, and what ifs, and the what if this could be really great. So I wanted to take this fear that they had around their business and really pull out, what is stopping you? Why are you fearful? Why don't you just go for it? See, my job, as their leader is to see their full potential, and push them into that. Now, if you're working so low, Sometimes that's difficult. You're stuck in your own suite, and it's just you yourself. And sometimes that's difficult to get out of that mindset. You're bringing your own energy to your place. And especially around the holiday times and different things happening in the economy, it can feel really tough right now. It can feel really heavy. So I always teach my staff that there's three steps of the service. This is my standard. This is my requirements of them. This is how we create these benchmarks in our business to say are you going to be successful? Are you are you not putting in the effort where effort should be placed into your service? So there's three different areas of business and please adopt this to be your own too. And it's not something necessarily new. However, I'm not for sure if we put a great emphasis on it when it comes to our business. So there's certain key metrics of our business that if we're able to measure it and what you measure can grow, then those are the three key components of your business that I believe is going to help you get to be that six-figure artist. And the three components and steps that we implement into my salon is through our add-on services, through rebooking, and through retail. So those are the three things that I believe if you implement these as something that you can measure in your business where you can focus your effort on, I believe that you'll get to that six-figure much faster and beyond that. So when it comes to these three things, it's really about the art of questioning, making the recommendations, making the offer to our customer. This, I believe, is part of the service. And if we're not making these offers to the guest, then we're doing a disservice to the guest. And I always teach my staff, especially if you're new, this is the perfect time for you to play around and revamp and and really create the flow of how you want your business to look like, how you want the flow of your service to be. And if you can implement best practices now, then when you are really busy or double or triple book, then you can fall back on autopilot on your good habits that you put in place, right? So when you know exactly in the service when you're going to recommend or speak about additional services that we could do today then it's going to be most beneficial to you so you don't have to necessarily think about it but you need to make it a part of your repertoire of how you do things behind the chair or in the treatment room but I've noticed that in the beginning you be, you get fearful you start hearing no's right You ask people if they would like to do a conditioning treatment, and they say no. You ask somebody to rebook, and they say no. You ask them if they want to take home retail, and they say no. And after hearing no, no, and no too many times, it really starts to hurt. We take it personally. We feel like it's an attack upon us personally, that we don't deserve for them to come back in, that maybe we didn't do a good job, or maybe we just don't know enough about these additional services or products that we have. And we stop believing in ourselves and what we are really trying to build in our business. So we hear all of these rejections and the mechanism to protect ourselves is just don't ask. So you won't hear no as an answer. But we need to get over that. And it's hard, and and trust me, I taught this lesson based on how I felt when I was a new stylist, and I remember clearly, like, oh, I am just so tired of people, like, constantly returning the products that I recommended, or I had to do a redo, or they just would not rebook with me, and I remember at the time, whoever was coaching me um, just said, and Maybe you're just not that good at rebooking. Well, (laughs) that was not a very good coach because that's not what you want to hear a coach say. They want to say, why is this number low? And what can we do to change things up? I constantly am meeting with my staff one-on-one and talking about, all right, here's our effort. This is, this is the facts of what our effort happened. And, and if we want it to change and get better, let's let's try something different, right? Because if you do the same things, you're always going to have the same results. So we have to think about what is our mindset around rejection, okay? If our standard is we've got to make sure every single guest, every single service is making sure that we are doing our add-ons, our rebooking, and our retail to have a fulfilled, complete successful service. And I think that we need to phrase the questions different. So if a client says no to let's say a treatment, then the client's probably thinking, okay, well, why should I get a treatment? One, two, why should I get one today? And what are the objections that they are saying that is stopping them from getting one. And the objections that we are hearing for not just the treatments, but rebooking and the take-home care our retail, is that clients are using time as an excuse, no time, no money, no value, no urgency. So here we know that these are the objections that we're hearing from our clients. So how do we overcome them? If they say no, do we just say, okay? Or do we have some questions that we could add to the response of not today, right? So for treatments, for instance, and I would suggest that you go through your whole menu and list out five, maybe even 10 items that you can position as add-on treatments. Recently, we just changed our booking software, which I will need to make sure to do a podcast about softwares because I think I've tried them all and I have a love-hate relationship with software. But anyways, our recent software that we switched to, we have add-on services as suggestions with almost every single service. So whether you're booking a haircut, a color, a facial, eyebrows, you're going to get asked for your online booking, a suggestion of different add-ons. So it's a way to really position yourself to increase your average ticket, right? Because you could either have an average, a high average ticket or you have to see a lot of people in order to hit your goals. But you are using your automations and your systems to help increase your add-ons. Now, when you're at the salon and you're ready to ask about the add-on treatments, You know, the objection of why should they get the treatment? Okay, so I believe that you should just package in treatments with your hair color services. What do we know to be true about hair color services? It strips hydration, it strips out the protein from the hair, and how do we replenish that? We've got to add a treatment to the hair to help fill in those gaps of of all of, all of the good stuff that we're stripping away. So why should they get one? We need to educate our guests on what we are doing and why they should get one. Now I told my staff, you should just bundle it in. I I don't even think you have to ask them. If you wanna position your business and your services as a look and a result, then just bundle it in. So you can be transparent about it. If they ask, can you give me the breakdown? Absolutely. But if you want to position yourself as we're creating dimensional blonding services and getting healthy, beautiful results, how do you get healthy results? You have to replenish the hair of what you've stripped away from it. So I would always recommend that you include a treatment into that. So when you are consulting with the guest, make sure to position yourself as the professional authority that, hey, today, If you want this look, we got to do X, Y, Z in order for us to achieve that today. And a treatment should be a part of that. Now, let's say you're doing like a a brow wax or you're doing a haircut, right? Where it's not as, you you may not feel like you're in the best position that you could put an add-on in there. But I do believe that we just have to ask the question, you know, since you're here today, would you like to go ahead and add a conditioning treatment or how position it as how is your hair feeling or how is your skin feeling? And get them to tell you what they feel is not well with their hair or their skin. And then you can use those words to position yourself as, hey, I have a solution for you, right? Because nobody really wants to be told that, hey, you've got really bad skin or your hair is just really dry and damaged. Sometimes it feels like an insult to the client. But if the client says it themselves, you know what? I've been flat ironing my hair a lot lately and I'm not for sure how my ends feel. That is your turn. That is your time to say, oh, would you like us to take care of that today? Right? Let them make that decision. People are still gonna say no, but every no, you're one step closer to a yes, right? So to, to make sure that we are taking these objectives and finding a intelligent question to respond with is going to lead you to more yeses rather than you just putting your tail between your legs and accepting no as an answer. Now, yes, it may be a little on the aggressive side, But it only feels that way because you're uncomfortable with your dialogue to begin with. I would suggest writing these things down. Like, what are you hearing your clients saying to you over and over as far as no? No time? Well, hey, guess what? You're here right now. We might as well just do it. For treatments, we just got a new treatment in. And I absolutely love it because it's liquid. You spray it on the hair in replacement of a conditioner. You can massage it into the scalp, into the hair, but it doesn't need any time to sit on the hair. So if someone says, oh, I, I don't have any time today, you that's when you say, oh, don't worry about it. This actually doesn't take any more time than a regular conditioner, and it's going to feel better on the hair. Your hair is going to be softer, shiny, and healthier, right? We got to lead with the benefits of why they should be doing this treatment and doing this treatment today, Right? As far as having no money, you know, when I hear people say that they don't have any money, but yet they just spent $400 on their hair and they have a Louis Vuitton bag and some Gucci shoes and they drove a Tesla, I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) We have to make sure that we lead with the value and lead with the benefits of what this treatment can do for them and give them that urgency as well so if they didn't do a treatment today and they did hair color let's say then what's going to happen when they go home and they re-shampoo it at home you know so we have to make sure like how is her hair going to feel after i put all of that lightener on her hair so start writing out different responses that you could that you could ask Your client, when they give you this objection, don't just take no for the answer. You know, when clients say no to rebooking, why should they rebook? Why should they rebook today? Right? Like I believe for rebooking, we it's really important that you get those standing appointments on your book. Now, I don't believe that you need to be rebooking out months out just in case you have a price increase or you start to change your specialty of who you are serving, but I do believe that you need to have people on your books. If you're not rebooking people, then you're not going to have predictable income. So why should they rebook? Now, if they have a three or four hour appointment, you can't squeeze somebody in for a three or four hour appointment and if you are more of a modern hairstylist, you probably aren't working on the weekends either. Nor do you want to come in on your day off. So they need to rebook so that you have that time dedicated specifically for them. You know, I think that some clients are afraid of the commitment. Like, what if I can't make it back into the salon that day, or I don't know what my my calendar is. Right? I, I'm I'm busy, and I don't know if you're busy. I just had a reminder the other day, like 10 reminders from my dentist saying like, come on thir- come on Thursday at 10 a.m. And I rebooked that appointment six months ago. Do you think I knew what I was going to be doing six months from that day that I rebooked? Absolutely not. I knew that I'd be busy. I didn't know what I'd be busy with. Can I make that appointment? No, I can't. But now I know I just have to reschedule and I'll get in to my dental office appointment. So the rebooking is going to at least help you predict your income, and yes, you might have to move some clients around a bit, but if you can train your clients to know, rebooking is a part of the service. That's just what we do. I've always been, when I when I realized I need to take control of my business in order to be profitable, I made it a part of the script of when we would be rebooking and they just knew if they didn't rebook, I most likely wouldn't see them again because I'm busy. So if, if somebody says that they don't have a, their calendar in front of them, just tell them, you know what? I know in six weeks that you're going to want these services. Tell you what? I'm going to put you down on my books when you get home. Check your calendar. If it doesn't work out, let me know. We're going to move it around. Or you could put something on their calendar as a reminder for them. It could be a reminder for you and for them so that you can reach back out to them and say, hey, we've got two weeks. I got to get you in for your color touch up, right? Because what you don't want to happen is that they come in and they have four inches of outgrowth. It's going to take way more time products and it's going to be a higher bill for them if they stretch it out way too long. So." If there's no urgency about rebooking, right? If you're new and you do have a wide open schedule, your clients don't need to know that. Position it as you are busy, right? You want them to believe that you are busy, but yet you need to make sure that you that they feel that you want them to be on your books. So you enjoy doing their hair. So position it in a way of, I know you're really busy and I'm busy too. And because this appointment is three hours long, I need to make sure that I have time on my schedule for you. Otherwise, I may not, right? Like give them the fear that, hey, if you don't book now, I might not be able to get you in. Now, some of you listening to this may may be fully booked and congratulations. That's, I, I really hope that that's successful for you. But if you are new and you're growing your books, You still need to get them on on your books. Don't take no for an answer. Just tell them, I'm going to put you in my books. Just see what happens. Now, I know my personality, I'm a little bit more on the aggressive to the point type. (laughs) So you have to make this your own and, and fit within how you operate your business. But my point that I'm making is that rebooking should be a part of that service and that it's beneficial to both you and them. It's beneficial for them because, hey, we know what to be true is that your hair's gonna grow out, and you gotta get back in. And you're ha, you have a busy schedule, and what you have on your calendar is what gets done. And so, if I put you on my books, we know you're gonna get taken care of. And then, for you as the artist, you know that financially you're gonna get taken care of. So it's a win-win situation. So, and if some people feel like maybe it's their first time with you and they don't wanna rebook, what do they say? Hi, I wanna live in it for a few days, I'm not for sure. That one hurts, right? Cause you're like, oh my God, did I not do a good job on their hair or their facial or their lashes and they have to think about it? Like they're not excited about what we did today. So with a client like that, same thing, you can put them on your books in the future and say, you know what, I'm gonna reach out to you in a few days, and which I believe we all should for especially for a new client or a client that you have done some type of transformation on, follow up with them. Say, hey, Mary, I've been thinking about you and I wanna know how your new look is feeling, right? Make sure to check up on them to show that you care about them. Now, let's talk about your take-home care right? Why should they take home aftercare? This is dialogue that we need to be interjecting throughout the service, throughout the consultation, during the service, while you're shampooing them, while you're styling them. You need to be dropping little nuggets of information and education about the products that you're using and why you're using it. We know what to be true about retail is that it increases referrals and retention, so, having retail a part of your service is going to increase and be beneficial in other ways to build your business. It's not necessarily about that shampoo, but when that client is using that shampoo and shampoo, they're thinking about, oh. I remember that Jen gave me this shampoo, or remember that salon experience, or I love the smell of it. I need to go back into the salon. It's it's a constant reminder about you and about your business and about your salon. And I think that's such a beautiful, powerful thing that we're able to make that connection and build that relationship with our guest. As far as the recommendation with the retail, this is where. Our business development, our soft skills come into place. Soft skills meaning our listening skills. As we are consulting, we really need to find out what their challenges are with their hair and find out how we can provide solutions for them, whether it's in the salon or at home. And the most common complaint that we always hear with our retail is, I love my hair when I leave the salon, but I never can do it when I get home right? We're doing crazy wild stuff at the salon with hair color these days, and we need to make sure that they are keeping their color fresh at home. And so I find when it comes to retail, the easiest ones to go home with are going to be your cleansers and your moisturizers. Those are the easiest ones, whether you're an esthetician or a hairstylist, to send clients home with, right? These are staples. As far as the other products such as like stylers and hairsprays, that to me is secondary, but every client needs to have a great shampoo and conditioner and a leave-in treatment, something for heat protectant, right? Those are easy cells and it's a great way to, to really create a solid foundation. Same thing with skincare, right? The other day, oh my God, I had a client who said that she was washing her face with head and shoulders, no joke. <laughs> she said her dermatologist recommended her do this in high school. Mind you, she's 30. And I'm like, I think it's time that we upgrade your, your uh, at-home care. People just don't know. I'm like, oh my god, that's just stripping. Oh, Anyways, <laughs> lead with education, lead with care, and I guarantee that if you stay consistent with this, that these numbers will grow. So we can't think about this, these three things, these three pillars in your business, let's not think about their response, okay? Because we're gonna do some homework and we're gonna jot down, okay, if somebody says that they don't have their calendar, what am I gonna say, right? You need your script of what's gonna work best for you and for your business. If someone says, I don't wanna do a treatment today, What are you going to say? I'm encouraging you. I dare you to take your business to another level and think about different ways that you can respond and write that out. Once you write that out and you start practicing it, it's going to get easier. But it's not necessarily to think about your response, but your responsibility as a professional to ask, to recommend, and control how we want our business to operate while we're building strong relationships with our clients, it, I have another little homework project for you, is that we need to dig deep and to find out where this fear began. Like, who told you that you couldn't recommend products, or you can't ask a client if they would like to upgrade their service today? Who told you that you weren't qualified? You are qualified. You're licensed, you're a professional, that's your job. It's not a rejection of you personally, but it's the role that you're playing. Are you not playing the professional? So I want us to think about where this fear has come from. And there's a little story and I'm sure I've shared it before because to me, I thought the symbolic of this story can really resonate, I think, with a lot of people. And that is just one brick can stop a train from beginning its journey down the tracks. But once a train has gained momentum, it can, tra- ca- it can crash through an entire brick wall. And the same is true for projects that you work for in your life. Momentum is the key, right? If you are hearing no and no and no, your train is slowing down. And all these notes are starting to feel like a brick wall. Your train, it's full of stuff. And the stuff is like your mindset. And in your train, you need to make sure that you are packed with the right things, because the limiting belief of you're not enough and you can't do this, it does not belong on your train. You are on the track to success. But you need to make sure that you have the right things on the string. Okay? Bricks are obstacles, and they're going to stand in your way. And sometimes they're physical objects, but they're mostly false narratives and limiting beliefs. It's all this mindset. Our mind is full with all these thoughts and ideas. We just need to pull it out and not let it get in our way and what is going to hold you back from your full potential of being successful. So I want you to think about, I want you to think about these three key pillars differently, right? And the next time that you hear somebody say, no, I don't want it. I'm not going to do it. I want you to think about this podcast and and the lesson that, and the point that I'm trying to make with it, is that one, we need to have better questions, lead with education and to not take it personally. You've got to be able to move forward, right? Otherwise, you're going to let these bricks build up to be a wall and and it's going to stop you. But the more the more motion that you can create in your career and start implementing these good behaviors and habits, the easier it is to push through all obstacles. And be able to keep going. And eventually, those people that just say no, 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 they're gonna realize, you know what, that stylus is just not for me. And they're gonna start finding people who just say yes, yes, yes to all you have to offer. And it only takes maybe 50 clients to see a month with the right price point and services. You have the right attitude and you are constantly re-educating yourself, revamping how you do business, you're going to be fine. And so I want to just leave you with this of hope and that it's normal to feel this fear and the, the discouragement that happens in business. But the way to overcome it is to take action and To get those ideas out of your head and put on in your train, not just positivity, but to have the right dialogue and to have the right education, to have the right people on your train, be surrounded by people who are going to encourage you and inspire you to, to go the distance. That's what you want to have with you on your journey to success. So I hope this was helpful. And I'd love to hear from you. Please leave a review for this podcast. If you have any podcast episodes that you would love to hear topics, you'd love to learn more about, make sure to send me a message or DM on Instagram at Jennifer Jade Alvarez. And I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas. And I hope you all are having a successful holiday. Thanks for tuning in to today's podcast. If you are loving these episodes, I would appreciate a review on your experience of how this podcast is helping you grow your business so that others just like yourself can learn, grow and be a part of the podcast. I'd love to get connected with my listeners, so make sure to join me in the free Facebook group where you'll find a community of like-minded beauty professionals that want to grow their business and careers. I'll share with you my top tips, Q&As, and when new podcasts are released. Thank you again for your love and support. It's an honor to be a part of your business building journey.